Yes, sir. Lathan Ransom and Jack Sawyer will be playing for the Buckeyes in 2024. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We love starting off the week with good news. That's exactly what we're doing on today's show as the Buckeyes received two big announcements over the weekend. What is up, Buckeye fans? And welcome in to a Monday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Monday, January 8th in the year 2024. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus injections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. We all love good news. It doesn't matter if it comes over the weekend, if it comes on a Tuesday or Friday when you get off work. We love getting good news. And when the Buckeyes got the news that Jack Sawyer and Lathan Ransom would be playing at Ohio State, in 2024, that was a great way to celebrate over the weekend and also to potentially see what might be happening for the Buckeyes defense this year. And when it comes to the Buckeyes defense and these two players staying at Ohio State and playing one more year in the scarlet and gray, there's one thing that comes to my mind. If the Buckeyes defense wants to be better than it was in 2023 in the upcoming season, they're going to need Jack Sawyer and Lathan Ransom, and that's exactly what they got. Think about what you got from the defense this year. Improved play by everybody on the defensive line. I've said it once, I'll say it again, and I'll say it every day if I need to. If you want to have an elite defense, it starts up front. There's no ifs ands or buts about it if you want to have an elite defense it starts at your front four now if you're running a three four or three three five or a three three stack whatever it might be still three four three three five whatever it is um you need to make sure those guys up front are doing their job three down linemen four down linemen five down down linemen whatever it is they gotta do their job consistently and do it consistently at a high level Buckeyes D-line was phenomenal this year. Jack Sawyer was a part of that. But the defense in the next year, to be better, because as good as their defense was, it didn't have enough in the biggest game of the year to overcome the obstacles in front of them to ultimately beat Michigan Thanksgiving weekend. So, yes, they were improved, but they got to get better. And based on what we got from Jack Sawyer in the final three games of the year, Seven and a half tackles for loss, five sacks total on the season. He led Ohio State in TFLs with 10, led Ohio State in back-to-back seasons, might I add. Last year, he led the team in sacks with four and a half sacks. That's atrocious. Still happened. This year, he led the team in sacks with six and a half sacks, five of those coming in the last three games of the year. Once again, that six and a half sack being your number, being your leading sack man on the year, that's not good, but that's where we are right now with Ohio State football. That's huge for Ohio State to have Jack Sawyer back. He took more of a leadership and a vocal leadership role toward the end of the season. Get to see that a little bit on front street. And ultimately, I think the Buckeyes will need more of that from him in the upcoming season. But in comes Lathan Ransom. And this is one that some will say it was surprising. Some will say it was not to me. I think if he did not get injured, was a Wisconsin game, he was going to the NFL. 
I think that was a foregone conclusion. He was automatically going to the NFL. That game against Notre Dame definitely boost his draft stock. But ultimately, he got hurt once again, got hurt in the Rose Bowl a couple years ago in 2021. That season, he got hurt this year against Wisconsin, was out for the year. The initial announcement was he was out for the regular season, but did not play in the bowl game. So be it. I understand it. But Ohio State's back end of the second back half of the defense is going to need a ransom as much as the defensive line is going to need Jack Sawyer in the upcoming season. This year's numbers for, for Lathan Ransom were not as great as last year's, especially when he missed uh, four of the Buckeyes games. He played in nine of the 13 games the Buckeyes played this year at 34 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, one interception, two PBUs or pass breakups, and one forced fumble. A year ago, when he played in all, when he played in 12 of the Buckeyes, 13 games in last season, had 74 tackles, had three and a half tackles for loss, had one and a half sacks, had one interception, had three PBUs, had one fumble recovery, had one forced fumble. I mean, at strong safety, Leighton Ransom was a dog. And if he played in all 13 games a year ago, he would have been the had the second most tackles on Ohio State's team. That's just a projection a year ago. The guy ahead of him in last year, uh, ta uh, tackle leader, tackle progression, Ike at 120, Steel Chambers at 77, and then Lathan Ransom at 74. Steel Chambers played in all 13 games last year, so trust me when I say I believe that Lathan Ransom would have had the second most tackles in 2022 if he played in all 13 games. Ohio State needs these guys in a big way for the defense to be better in the upcoming season. When you think about what statement I made earlier about the defensive line and the importance of it and the drastic desire or need it of the D-line for the D-line to be all it can be in any given year, in the upcoming year, you're losing Michael Hall Jr. He's declared already for the NFL draft. Tyleke Williams is staying at Ohio State for another season, which is huge because on that interior, if you lose both of your two main production main D-tackles in the production area, what are you going to find? Well, you're lacking in some areas. So, and I take that back in production this year, it was not Michael Hall Jr. and Tyreek and Ty Williams. Tyreek Williams had the most tackles of any defensive tackle, 53 tackles, 10 TFLs, tied Jack Sawyer for the team lead in that category, also had three sacks. Forgive me, Ty Hamilton played phenomenal ball this year. 38 tackles, four and a half TFLs, two sacks. Michael Hall Jr. came in, 24 tackles, two TFLs, and one and a half sacks of his own. So trust me, Michael Hall Jr. is a phenomenal football player, but losing him when it's a three-headed monster in that trio in the interior would is huge. But you got Ty Leak, you got Ty Hamilton. The interior is going to be great. But the Buckeyes, I think, tapped into something with Jack Sawyer at the end of the day, at the end of the year, that I believe Jack Sawyer is going to take the next step in the upcoming season. It's a projection. It's an early projection. We're not going to get any more ball of significance between now and the start of next season for me to come out here and say, well, we have more data points where Jake can alter his projection for Jack Sawyer. I think we got enough data points right now for Jay to make that type of statement, projecting for Jack Sawyer, which is huge for the Buckeyes defense, but also for Lathan Ransom. You're losing Joshua Proctor. I wonder if they're going to move around and mess with Sonny Styles' position on the field if he's going to keep playing. 
that nickel corner or cover safety role, or is he going to stay in the back at a safety spot, deep safety spot? I don't think that's ideal for him at all. Um, do they try to move him at linebacker, or do they try to do a little jack position? I don't think he's as heavy as they want for a traditional jack in Jim Knowles' defense before he came to Ohio State. But if that's something they want to tinker with and move around with, that'd be great. But I wonder what they're going to do. I do know they're going to do one thing specifically with Lathan Ransom. <laughs> Put him on the field and let him let him loose. It's that simple. Lathan Ransom can easily be, at worst, a second-round pick in next year's NFL draft in 2025. If he plays phenomenal ball next year, he could be a first-round pick. Now, I do know how the safety position is valued. However, he can be that good. Think about how Kyle Hamilton is viewed in the NFL right now, playing for the Ravens, and what he did at Notre Dame. I don't have enough data points to compare the two, but if Lathan Ransom is viewed the same way Kyle Hamilton was when Hamilton came out of college football and left Notre Dame to go to the NFL, I can see Lathan Ransom being a high draft pick, just like Kyle Hamilton was. What if two more Buckeyes that have not announced their future plans to play football decide to stay and play football at Ohio State. I'll discuss the impact of a couple potential decisions coming at you next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is complete, and there is time right now before the start of the NFL playoffs to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Guys, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays, and more. If you are looking to put some money on the college football playoff national championship game tonight between Michigan and Washington, do it now before the spread moves up or moves down. Definitely get your bets in, the parlays, the uh, first score, all of the ways you can make money at FanDuel Sportsbook. Do that now while it's on your mind before it escapes your memory and you forget about it before the game kicks off visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup fanduel official partner of the nfl locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel found only at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. What if JT Toymalowell and Denzel Burke decide to play football in Columbus in 2024? And I'm not saying playing Columbus for a preseason football game of the NFL. No, no, no. If they decide to wear the scarlet and gray one more time, one more go around, man, what if that happens for Ohio State? Talk about the impact of Jack Sawyer and Lathan Ransom staying at Ohio State and playing for the Buckeyes one more year. 
Yes, they're going to need Jack Sawyer and Lathan Ransom if the Buckeyes defense wants to be better. But if they get JT Twimalobo and Denzel Burke back as well, excuse me, JT, I don't know why I keep going back to the old way of saying his name with JT Twimalobo. It's either JT or Jalen Twimalobo because there's no JTT in his name. Let me get back to the regular show before or after I got that off my chest. If JT and Denzel Burke decide to stay at Ohio State, the defense at Ohio State, I'm not saying it will be the number one defense in the country, but it can be in the discussion early in the year as being one of the best defenses in the country. One, the early season schedule is definitely going to help. The Buckeyes' early schedule is not the strongest. However, you're going to bring it back so much of the production that you currently had from uh, you had from a year ago. It's going to be insane. Currently right now, and of the guys that we know that are going to be leaving Ohio State, mentioned one already, Michael Hall Jr. is gone. Replace him with Ty Hamilton, perfectly fine with that. The interior of the defensive line will be A-OK and set in stone. Add in Hero Canoe and add in possibly Tywon Malone, the Ole Miss transfer. That's a really good interior defensive line. For the Buckeyes, Jack Sawyer is staying. Add in backup defensive ends, either Kenyatta Jackson Jr. or Caden Curry. That spot, the end, is perfectly fine. Eichenberg is off to the Senior Bowl, assuming he's foregoing his final year of eligibility. In comes Cody Simon stepping up in that role. He is staying. Still Chambers is gone. My guess, in come C.J. Hicks. You're good. I don't say you're good and solid. We don't know what C.J. Hicks is going to be as a consistent player at Ohio State. However. The belief is he can be good. Will he be good? That's to be determined. Igman Olsen, still there. If Burke is up in the air, Sonny Styles still there. Proctor is gone, but income will Hartford. Ransom is still there. And as I think about this defense, let's say Burke stays. You don't have to, you don't have to work in a second-year guy in Matthews Jr., even though I believe Matthews Jr. is going to be a phenomenal player at some point in time. You keep Burke there, great. And let's just say Tui Malowal, he stays. You don't have to work with a guy who has not played consistently as a starter in Caden Curry or Kenyatta Jackson Jr. or maybe somebody that you get out of the portal. You're rotating your defensive lines, the same four guys that were your top production players from those specific positions. That is huge. That's amazing. And I look at the numbers from Ohio State this year just in the run category and i'll go past defense as well but run category and how many rushing yards the book guys gave up this year only gave up 119.5 rushing yards per game on 34.8 rushing attempts by the opponents only gave up 3.4 yards per carry and averaged teams opposing offenses only averaged a half touchdown on the ground a game let that sink in for you. There were a lot of people wondering about what happened in Missouri, what happened against Michigan. Those are the two best teams Ohio State played all year. Miss me with Penn State. Penn State's cool. They're cool. You put them in the SEC, they have more than two regular season conference losses. That's an easy statement to make. They have more than two losses in conference. I ain't got no reason to think anything different. You lose to Ohio State. You lose to Michigan. Maryland, okay. Indiana, no. Just fired their coach. Who else is in the big big Rutgers? Oh, they're they're better, but they're not like upper echelon of the sport. Penn State is a team that is benefiting 
from the conference that they're in. And if they were in, let's say the Big 12, or let's say they were in the SEC or even the ACC, which I think geographically it makes for more sense for Penn State to be in the ACC than the Big 10. But I understand why they wanted to join the Big 10 back in the 90s when people started to try to figure out how they're going to formulate a co- uh, national championship game. Hey, a lot of people left the independent ranks. Penn State was one of them. Income to the Big 10. So be it. Makes sense. Also, making a lot more money in the Big 10 than you would in the ACC. So definitely money talks. But if I, Ohio State only loses Michael Hall Jr., Steel Chambers, Josh Proctor, and Tommy Eichenberg, I think the defense can be better. Now, the linebacker play has to get better. I, I, I was looking at this earlier and trying to figure something out. The If you had to guess who had the third most tackles at Ohio State, who would you guess? A linebacker, a safety, or a defensive lineman? I'll give you a couple seconds to try to figure this out in your head to kind of figure out why things were this way for Ohio State this year. The verbal tap dancing is done. The team leader in tackles this year, Steel Chambers, second on the team in tackles, Tommy Eckenberg, third on the team in tackles, Davison Igbenosin. Chambers had 83 tackles, Ike had 82, and Igbenosin had 59. Cody Simon came in with 57 tackles, and Sonny Styles rounded out, rounded out the top five as with 53 tackles on the season. It was a lot more even once you get down below number two. There are numerous guys that are between 59 tackles in Igbenosin and 41 tackles in Jordan Hancock, and that's three through nine with the guys that are in the top as far as leaders in tackles on the season for Ohio State. Linebacker play has to get better. It does. I don't know if next year's linebacker play will be automatically better than what you got this, this year, but the Buckeyes defense wants to be better next year. They have to get more production out of the linebackers, not just in the run-stopping category, but also in pass coverage. Last little piece of trivia, and then we're closing up shop here on this topic here today. How many combined tackles for loss do you think Steel Chambers and Tommy Ackenberg had the team leader in the top two guys on the team in tackles this year? I'll give you a couple seconds. Trivia's up. Time is up. Four. Those two guys, Steel Chambers and Tommy Eckenberg, combined for four tackles for loss. The guy that was fourth, on the t- or excuse me, that was had more tackles for loss than them was their backup in Cody Simon. He had three total tackles for loss. When I say that the linebacker play at Ohio State has to get better, that's a big reason why. Not just that the backup had more but the lack of them from those two guys. Ohio State also got some more big news over the weekend as they added a former Alabama offensive lineman who decided to transfer from Tuscaloosa to Columbus, Ohio. Who is this player? We will dive into that next on Locked Up Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know he comes to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but Can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Guys, this is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my mom or one of my kids 
got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin injections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. Once again, go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. Guys, we are oh so close to hitting the 3,000 subscriber mark on the YouTube. Definitely, if you are an audio listener and don't want to go to the YouTube to watch the show, but you want to support the show in an easy, free way, go to the YouTube, hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Buckeyes YouTube page. If you're a newcoming viewer, which there have been a lot lately, please subscribe. We're oh so close. It would be great if we hit that 3,000 subscriber mark by the end of the week. Ohio State has been searching and searching and looking in the portal to figure out players they can bring in, and I think they found someone to add to the previous two guys that have already committed to Ohio State. Former Alabama offensive lineman Seth McLaughlin is the third player to transfer to Ohio State during this cycle. The previous two, Will Howard, former Kansas State quarterback, and also Will Kakmarik, the all former Ohio Bobcat tight end, transferred to Ohio State as well. For Seth McLaughlin, this one is interesting, and I think there's one easy way that Ohio State can utilize him in the best way that I think he can be utilized on a football field right now based on how things went in the previous season. With Matt Jones leaving, bring McLaughlin in and have him replace him. It's that simple. We saw what happened when they took Carson Hensman off the field. Now, I wonder if some of that was because of what Hensman said on a podcast he was on, discussing things that were going on at Ohio State, the bowl practice schedule or the lack of bowl practices. Was that true or was it not? Was it things that happened to date? I don't know. Um, Is it the calorie mouth amount that he discussed that he's eating every single day he said he's eating six thousand calories a day okay is the fact that he mentioned that he was this or that i'm not going to go into the long laundry list of things that he listed on the show that has since been taken down of almost every audio podcast and video platform that is out there it's still available out there if you want to find it you can search his name i forget the exact way to listen to it but the video portion of that show was taken down. I don't know why he was taken off. I know they said they want to get Matt Jones some reps, uh, some film reps at center. That seems like the wrong time to do that against the wrong team, but who am I? Uh, just just a guy behind a mic that analyzes football. That's pretty good at it as well. I won't do my horn horn all the time, but I will right now. When it comes to Seth McLaughlin, just put him there, man. Put him at right guard. I mean, Donovan Jackson is still going to be there. Josh Simmons is still going to be there. Josh Fry is still going to be there. And Carson Hensman, they have not announced they're leaving. I don't think all four of them should start next year. We'll get into that later on in the offseason. But I do think for Seth McLaughlin, it's easy. Just let him do something that he was that he's good at. The one thing he struggled with 
is snapping the ball. Now, when I say Seth McLaughlin, former Alabama player, I didn't say his position on purpose. He was a former center out at Alabama during this season. And for those of you that are like me that watched the Rose Bowl and saw the final play and saw some of the issues Alabama had on the interior of their old line blocking Michigan's defensive line, what do we find? The center occasionally had issues snapping the ball. And that was not a one-game uh, flop for Seth McLaughlin. It was something that had happened throughout the season. So if you know a guy struggled at something and he struggled at it in a great way at a higher clip than you ever want a center to struggle with snapping the ball, I hope their intention is not to have him play center. I hope that's not it. They've made a lot of weird decisions at Ohio State with the personnel already. Not a lot. They've played some. A lot may be a little stra- a little uh, too far, but they made some. Don't mess this up. Don't do it. Just do what you think he is good at, which is blocking, snapping, not one of his strong suits. Now, I don't normally bring in PFF grades or pro football fo- focus grades on the show because their grade system is a little odd. However, I don't think it's a there's a an odd thing here as far as the drop-off between the previous two years overall grades for McLaughlin via P, uh, PFF and what happened this year. 2021, Seth McLaughlin had a 73.2 overall grade via Pro Football Focus. 2022, overall grade 74.3. Better. Not much, but better. This year, 59.4 overall grade via PFF. When you're a center, they're going to grade you by how you snap. I know that for a fact. But I don't think that was the biggest reason that there were struggles. Also, Alabama's old line started off really bad early in the year. So what we saw in the Rose Bowl, I do believe, was more of a product of the op- opponent than how far the team had come this year on the offensive line and how the old line played. But I'm glad Ohio State has brought in Seth McLaughlin. I won't be glad if they don't put him in the right position to be successful. Out of here, guys, on a Monday. Got a great week of shows lined up for you. Got some of our frequent contributors of the show that'll be coming back on, planning to come back on as well. And I'll be discussing a programming note later in the week about what's to come next week. A lot of great stuff coming during next week's shows. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. You can follow me on X, which is formerly known as Twitter, at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at Gmail. Guys, we're out of here on a Monday. Buckeye fans, we will see you next time.